Yo, have you heard of the Raycon earbuds? Yeah, man, that's the only thing I watch anime with. For sure. And listen, viewers, if you go to Raycon.com and type in Raycon.com slash jaw, I repeat, Raycon.com slash jaw, you can get 10% off on your next purchase of earpods. This episode is sponsored by Raycon, Ray J himself. Yeah, that's right. Ray J, this is his business. Yeah. He's got the greatest earbuds out right now. They get the same quality as your earbuds that cost, what, $200 for Beats? Yeah, these are only $79.99. So make sure y'all go to Raycon.com slash jaw. Do what's popping, what's good, podcast people. It's your host that's they doing the most, Ja, and I'm here with my co-host. Double K, what's going on? Y'all good to see y'all again, and welcome to this episode. Yeah, so as you already know, your hosts are geeks. We're big geeks, and uh, we wanted to talk about something that we're comfortable with, and uh, today we're kind of getting on to video games, but more specifically, not just video games, but uh, we wanted to address the state of video games that we're kind of currently experiencing and it's the fact that video games are pay to play nowadays so uh to start it off like when you look back you kind of think about like what 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 were the games like when we used to play you know what i'm saying you know when we grew up like i can remember back in the day like games i used to play like let's for example halo halo is an iconic game that almost everyone can go back to um you know, Halo used to be a game that, like, you know, you, your friends, your cousins, whatever, come over, hand them the control, you play through the story, that was the game, it was a good, like, what, 12, 15 hour long game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was a, it was a good time, you just yeah. felt like you were chilling with the boys, or whoever you were playing with, I know some girls played the game, so just chilling with, the, chilling with everybody, it was yeah. a great time. I mean, yeah, when you think about old games, you think about even before us, we had Pac-Man, we had story-based games like Skyrim, just a massive game filled with content, so many things to do in that game, and just games in general where, like, you spent one down payment, you went to the store, you watched the trailer a few times, you may have watched some gameplay, and you went to the store and you bought that game, and that money that you spent was your investment in the game, and that was all you spent. Yep. But we've reached a day and age where nowadays, you know, companies have realized that there's ways to get you get into your pockets within mm. the game. And that's you know, we kind of we kind of ignore that. Well, a lot of us recognize it, but we're gamers at heart, so we just continue to give them our money after money. Yeah, like and if you're not too my bad, go ahead. Oh yeah, like it's kind of like a case of Stockholm syndrome. Like these companies kind of are holding us like a little bit hostage and if you're like they know we love them. They know we always are gonna play their games, especially if they're beloved studios like you know, Bungie Studios, the creators of Halo, uh-huh. Bethesda, the creators of the Fallout and Skyrim series and all that, you know. But yeah, like these they, they kind of hold us a little bit hostage in that aspect. But you know, games back in the day, we just Playing, we used to enjoy them. No, facts. And I just remember, like, it was, it was, you were just the, the key word that you'll hear a lot of gamers speak of, real gamers, the key word, the most important word in gaming is immersion. Mm-hmm. Immersion is what attracts your gamers. And that's, that, that's what you paid for as a gamer. What did we pay for? We paid for immersion and we paid for experiences that weren't normal 
You know, you bought you bought games like Skyrim to enter a world of dragons and magic and sword fighting. You bought games like Pac-Man to compete. There were Pac-Man story modes where it was 3D Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. And you were out on an adventure to rescue your wife from the ghosts and such. But I mean, today, like, what are we paying for today? Um, we're kind of more so like, yeah, today it's, it's a very different experience and diff- very different what you're paying for. Today, you're kind of more so paying for you know, like, the potential of what the game might have, mm-hmm. you know, in future DLCs are, like, the potential that, like, okay, we uh-huh. kind of got, like, skins, for example, yeah. let's get into skins, yeah, um, um, you know, a lot, a lot of games, you know, you used to play a game like Halo, I remember Halo Reach, there used to be, like, a system, like, okay, you had ranks, like, you were Colonel, then you were um, Prestige Sergeant, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, and you unlock armors along the way, but now it's kind of like a paid wall, yeah. to where you can buy these skins that you used to unlock the hard work. Exactly, exactly. And that's kind of like a first tier of what pay to play is. When it first began, when when pay to play first began, it, it started with buying skins. You know, as a gamer, you're not thinking much of a simple extra $10 where you're playing your favorite game and you see a super cool outfit that you know if you spend $10, you get that outfit. Or, you know, like like you said, it once was a levels thing. You you felt more special. It was, a, it was a lot more meaningful when you were the highest ranked player. It gave you a dopamine rush. Yeah. Like, okay, I've earned something. I earned this. But now it's like, it's a different experience. Because now it's like, okay, let me just slap 10 bucks. And now I can get the same thing. Yeah. Versus somebody who spent 20, 50 hours playing the game. Facts. And just a moment ago, you said DLC. For those of you listening that don't know what DLC is, it's downloadable content. And that's not always a paid thing, if you don't understand already. But what what game makers have done is they've made it a paid thing. So you have a game, and you bought it from the store, and you complete the game. You, you beat everything in it. And then they announce on their social media that, hey, we're dropping a new DLC with a whole tons of content. And you're basically paying extra money just to play that game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it made sense to us at first because you were getting so much content in those DLCs that it, it completely made sense. You were paying for, it was worth paying for, but it's just kind of crazy to think that like, in, in the reality of it, it's all just schemes. It's all schemes for companies to get more money out of the gamers. We're being abused and we're being misused. And um, I, like we said, it began with skins. We were lured into where they realized, you know, and obviously business moguls are going to see stuff like that. Investors, shareholders are going to yeah, see. Definitely. This, this particular game has attracted this much money from extra content. So then I'm this game. I'm going to do the same thing. And it caught on really fast. And, you know, as gamers, it was just crazy to think that, like, at one point, I would beat a dungeon in that game, and I unlocked that content because I beat it. And now you see some random kid that has that same gear. You know, have daddy's credit card. Yeah, has daddy. Yeah. <laughs> has daddy's credit card, and now they got this. Now you would think they're level 100, and they're like, nah, the kid just got the game last week, and he just put $100 down, and now he has the exact same stuff as me. Yeah, facts. And, uh, so like I want to ask you like do you know of any like personal experiences for yourself where maybe you indulged in uh, pay to play or uh, there's another topic that we'll get into where it's pay to win. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can definitely remember because you know like you said it was kind of like we were slowly built up to get to this point. Right. So like you know I was um what's a game I can think of that did that? 
I can say one game I can think of is all the Call of Duty franchise. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Call of Duty back in the past, you know, it was alright. They used to give skins for camos for like, you know, the guns in the games. And I was like, man, this camo looks really cool when before, if you got like a certain amount of like, if you did a certain challenge, you would get those camos. But now, I was like, um, hey dad, can I get, like, when I was like 15, 16, hey dad, can I get like 10 bucks for this thing? And I was like, I remember I would try to like trickle truth because he would be yeah. like, what do you, what do you need $10 for a, yeah. a skin for a camo or something? Yeah, you absolutely could never just come out flat with couldn't just walk up to a parent and say, hey, I'm going to take this $15 of your hard-earned job money and I'm going to spend it on a Hufflepuff Dragon <laughs> yeah, Hufflepuff that... Dragon companion on this computer game that I'm playing here in order for it to fly around me and I can show off to my friends that I paid money for this. And it's it's really crazy when you think about it. Because they know their 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 main consumers were kids. Yeah. You you you're you're reaching into adults' wallets by attracting kids. It's genius marketing, I'll admit. And honestly I feel like that's how it's transitioning. Like they knew we were kids and those kids have grown up and that's it's that's how it's grown to an even larger right, right. um audience to do it. Yeah. And you were mentioning like skins on guns and stuff like that and like uh, another specific game that I can relate to is like Rainbow Six Siege where you're buying you're buying your operators mm, or yeah. or um games have created their own currency within the game but instead of that currency being earned like so much while you're playing you don't you don't earn the currency as much from playing as you do from spending your real money actually that's how they get it it's like okay i'll spend 50 hours playing this game and i'll get like you know a thousand of that in-game currency where i can put 50 dollars into that and exactly. get fifty thousand of exactly. that in-game currency and that's that's major in the in the pay-to-play industry that's how they're it's so systemic and it's so specific they know exactly what they're doing to us and exactly how to reach into our wallets that it's kind of a scary thing to visualize and think of where at one point there was a game uh nba 2k the whole brand that there's a guy on youtube his name is agent 00 or agent 00 and what he does is he just he just gets on to 2k for what they do to us how much money we're spending on players and the game you have to spend virtual currency it's called vc in order to upgrade your basketball player your basketball player that you put into lobbies and you compete with other people and you show off your skills. But you can't you can't perform well unless your player reaches 95 overall. And it used to be a small amount of VC that you could play games. You play offline games and you earn that VC per game. But they decrease the amount of, of VC that you earn because their shareholders were basically investing more and more into this company 2K and more and more to this game because they realized how much money they were making. So now, as soon as you buy a 2K game, you pre-order the game, $80 to pre-order. With that, you get 200,000 VC. That's able to get your player up to 80 overall. You're competing at that point. Your player is functional. Now you're thinking, okay, I want to spend more money. I want to make another player. I want to make a player. And they just figured out how to get into our wallets every single year. And the game comes out every year with another game. Mm-hmm. Because each season of basketball, they create another game. It's kind of like um, Call of Duty. The, um, the studio called Activision, mm-hmm. they bought the Call of Duty franchise. And instead of just having one 
mini studio making one Call of Duty game like every couple of years. Because, you know, Call of Duty games are big games. Yeah. Instead, they spread out between three studios. Now, there's Treyarch. Uh-huh. Um, what's it called? Infinity Ward yep. and then um, yeah. Sledgehammer Games. Okay. And basically, this is how they get Call of Duty to come out. One get like they, they make a Call new Call of Duty every year, uh-huh. and they just have the three studios cycle through it yeah. in order to capitalize on the profits for that game. Yeah. And it's kind of like, like you say, it's kind of irritating. It's so it's crazy how subtle they are with it, but they yeah. know what they're doing. It's it's major how subtle they are with it. That's such a big deal because. It's it's kids. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. It's, it's literal kids, and one of the biggest changes to our gaming experience, one of the largest, most impactful games that came out and has completely changed the entire genre of pay to play, is Fortnite. <laughs> yep, Fortnite has definitely changed. The Everyone has heard of Fortnite. And what Fortnite did is something that we had never expected. They hit the gaming community like a freaking hurricane. Can you? And they have Fortnite is actually not just in their kind of games. They started the battle royale game. Yes. But they changed all of gaming as a whole. Exactly. Like it doesn't matter if it's a battle royale, just yeah. a basic looter shooter. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's a regular, you know. Um, What's it called? What's it called? Um, just a regular RPG game. Yeah. They've implemented something called a battle pass. Battle passes. The battle passes are crazy. Yes. And you didn't think of it too much. And I never invested in the Fortnite battle pass because I didn't think it was a cool thing. Like people were like, "Oh, I get to unlock all these cool skins if I just spend ten dollars." And basically, as you, it, it allows you to level up. It's a, it's a system where you pay a single payment, and once you're locked into their battle pass, you're leveling up to unlock all of their gear, their equipment, and stuff like that. And Fortnite created Battle Royale video games, or really, PUBG did. PUBG is PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. It was a Gary's mod created by a single player, and he just created a, a warfare kind of game, shooter game, where you fly in, and you're, it's a Battle Royale. Before Night mainstreamed it really, it became a lot bigger on consoles because PUBG wasn't on consoles for a long time. Yeah. So your kids, everyone that had a console was able to play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Battle Passes, man, it's just so big now where like even every single game development company, they're being asked by the shareholders like, are you, are you going to implement a Battle Pass? Are you going your to game? implement a Battle Pass? Are you going to make us more money? How much more money? What ways, in what ways are you going to figure out how to implement a battle pass into your game? And it doesn't matter what kind of game it is, the shareholders just want to know if you can figure out how are you going to get these players to give us more money. Exactly, because it's like, okay, you already spend 60 to to $100 on a game depending if you and, buy a base or and, pre-order. And that's what's crazy, and I think that's why like a lot of gamers are being looked down on now. Because what gaming used to be recognized as is you were just a person that enjoyed a good story, you, you enjoyed content, you enjoyed playing the game for what it was. But now, like, when you see someone that's a gamer, you're thinking about the money they spend. And a person will kind of look at you sideways because you're a person who invests so much money into something that you play at the tip of your fingers. Exactly. And it's not that that's a bad thing, it's just the fact that, like, Money is valuable, obviously. We we need money for important things. And us gamers are being, we're being vulnerable. We're allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. And we're giving up some of this money to these companies that are abusing us. 
and we're spending it more and more. Mm -hmm. They're taking it from us, and it's crazy because gamers are loyal anyways. Yeah. It's not like these money money traps are things that are getting gamers to play your game more. That's not what it is. It's not good for gamers. It's good for the people that are selling the games. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's because they could definitely find a way to imp like the battle passes on. There's definitely a different way they could go about it without asking for ten dollars. Exactly. So like it's and this is and a lot of a lot of the stuff in the battle passes is stuff that could be in the game already. Absolutely, it's not like you're getting extremely exclusive content. DLCs being paid for is one thing. Because there's there's this thing where you know you buy a super large game and you play a lot of the game and then you buy the DLC and you're getting a second story. It's like buying season two to a game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that, to, to speak to piggyback off of that, a lot of games are implementing like a DLCs are part of the battle pass now too. So like let's talk talk about like Destiny for example. Okay. Um, Destiny with their game, you know. Like the story, like they kind of make it to where the story is like cut off in the middle. Like, okay, what what's going on? And you later find out, like, okay, with this battle pass and DLC, you get to pick up where you left off on the story. It's like, why was this not already included in the yeah, game? Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. And I played Destiny two growing up, and it was crazy because like I was broke. Like, I was, yeah, I was literally broke growing up. Like, I couldn't even ask to get like ice cream from the ice cream store because it wasn't it wasn't just money. Money wasn't disposable. But I remember for Christmas, my auntie, she had bought me Destiny because I was talking about it so much. I was talking about it so much and I was blessed to be able to get the game. And I got it and I played the game. And I remember being like so let down because I had played all of what could be played within like a few weeks. To the like, first season. Yeah, first, yeah. yeah, the entire like story mode was completed very quickly. And then I was asking my friends, I was like, you guys have this game too. Like, what do you do? Like, like I, it's a fun game, but I already beat it. And they're like, oh, okay, well, what you have to do is you have to pay for the incoming DLC. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, that's why I just went up in arms. Like, really, yeah. man? Like, I got to pay for something that should have already been in the game. And it's not like, like you say, it's not like you're getting a whole new expansion, like something that's out of, like, left field, like something you were never expecting. It's like, okay, I'm just picking up where I left off. But yeah. I got to pay an additional $40 on yeah. top of the 60 hours yeah. spent. And to relate to some of you all that are watching and listening, um, if you were to watch a very good television show i guess something that like a lot of people have watched i haven't watched it but like stranger things season one comes out and i'm pretty sure the show ended on a cliffhanger and basically like everyone was ready for season two as soon as they watched that last episode but imagine if netflix was like buy our netflix premium in order to get access to season two of stranger things <laughs> yeah like everybody be up in ours it's like yeah. you already like we already paid for the subscription yeah. why we gotta pay for a plus to get the season two of something we were all looking forward to. Exactly, and that's just so big in the gaming community where like, it's not just it's not just a few couple of games that are doing this, but it's just normal now. It's so normalized in gaming where, you know, they understand how much money is being made in these certain industries. Of course, you've got the wholesome gaming companies that aren't big brand and they're thinking, I love video games myself, so I'm going to appeal to gamers. I want to create something that's genuine, and I'm not going. I'm not here for the money. Yeah, but that's becoming a lot more of the minority of yeah, uh, it's, developers. It's, it's a major minority, and gaming has, in general has kind of fallen in a slump, where you're playing the same games over and over again because nobody's coming out with a good story anymore. 
like the Call of like again the Call of Duty games, 2K Madden, all yeah. those. It's kind of just reskin of the same game, yeah. just newer year. Yeah, you're just playing the same game over and over because it's what you enjoy. Of course, it's not that it's a bad game, but we miss the the, the story. You know what I'm saying? We miss the creativity. The we creativity. miss the love that was put into exactly, the games, and exactly. it's not love. And those anymore. those games are being left out because of the fact that it one costs so much more money to create a world to build a world and to have a story and not have those implemented pay-to-play stuff like that you have to figure out how to make that money back you know what i'm saying and that's just something that is it's kind of intoxicating the gaming community yeah because like we understand it's still a business at the end of the day these people still have families to be but it's just that love isn't there, and in turn, the love for those games is not gone, but it's definitely not what it used to be. Yeah, and uh, you can kind of, you can find the games that are, that are, that have that love. There's a platform called Steam, where if you're playing on a PC, you find basically a plethora, super, super library of video games that are made by literally anyone. Like your your little sister who learned how to program video games can figure out how to create a game and upload it to Steam. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where people are, like content creators are spreading the love and they're playing small games. Yeah, it's those, called indie games. Yeah, indie games, exactly. They're playing those small games and they're exploding in popularity where there are genuine like game creators who create their game not for the money they create their game for the love of games and i think that's kind of something that needs to be bigger it's kind of hard to find that on console because consoles are as such as sony and microsoft are such big brand that they're almost always in it for the money even the games that are being created and added into their arsenal you know and like we were talking about earlier shareholders if they're going to invest in your game they're asking you well how am i going to make money from this game exactly where's, where's the battle pass where's the dlc and bethesda yeah like exactly like um like let me get into something like that we were talking about before we started this and i think that's profit over content yeah um i like like we said we already mentioned the games like call of duty and NBA. wait 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 before you get into that we have a quick commercial break for you guys let's break into transition and here we go come on bro come on now man this game sucks bro hey man what you playing Brian, nothing, just another one of those dried up repetitive freaking shooter games hey man you check out far cry 6 yet Yo, they got another one out already? <laughs> yes, sir. It's the hottest thing out right now. Hey, bro, let me tell you something. They just added a multiplayer system, so we can get into that mug together. Shoot. Let me hop on that mug right now. I'm finna go copy. You know Ubisoft only makes the greatest games I've ever played. Oh, yes, sir. Let's get to it. All right. Thank you for listening to our little intermission. Apologize for cutting you off, my boy, but we gotta get paid. No, no, it's all good. Yes. So I'm gonna pick yes, up sir. right where I left off, and that was on profit over content. And let's go over that, for example. Um, I know a lot of companies. We already were talking about how companies are really just trying to make a profit. They don't really care as much the, the, the devs and the game developers do, but the shareholders are just like, what is the fast way you can give me the most amount of money? Yeah. And that has led to games being what we call rushed. 
Yeah, like let's let's um look at for recent examples. Um, um, CD Projekt Red, one of the most like respected and one of the few last good guy companies. These were one of the this was one of the last companies that people respected and said they still put their heart into their games. Uh-huh. They just released a game called Cyberpunk 2077, okay. and this game it came <laughs> out buggy broken the game was nowhere near done and the you know what we all know what happened in behind the scenes the shareholders were like listen release this game we want it to be out we want you to put it on shelves and we got a broken game it was honestly the most terrible experience i've ever had on the game my bad. And what's crazy about that is that I remember just how like excited gamers were for this exactly. game. Exactly. Like this game was getting hyped up for over like what three, four years? Five years almost because it was announced at yeah. one of the previous game conventions. E3, yeah, I believe. Yeah. E3, exactly by um, Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. And it's just so tough because when you're a game developer, when you have like every single content creator on like on the freaking platforms all over twitch youtube uh different streaming all of it all of them were bashing your game that's so bad for your brand yeah all because of the money exactly the shareholders like get your game out and here's the thing when the game flopped the shareholders didn't put the blame on themselves they were were rushing the game developers they were like what did you guys do wrong yeah and that that's it's it's the unfortunate thing like bethesda they were they also got flat for this a few years before cyberpunk did um a game called fallout 76 um fallout um was one of the games that were big one of the big single player roleplay games and you know they tried to get into the online platform make a game where it was a big online mmorpg yep and basically the game came out just like cyberpunk broken rush people glitching through walls just another terrible experience because again the shareholders the big big bosses the people funding the game they're just like listen you're done release the game yeah and uh, in, in defense of you know like game developers in general like obviously like most games that release have bugs but it's just it's it's so unfortunate when the game is so bad that like you 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 lose your fan base mm-hmm. and that was kind of what happened to F- fallout and uh cyberpunk cyberpunk literally had millions of tweets tweeted day by day for a very long time of people just posting their bad experiences where the npcs were glitching all over the place faceless characters it was just such a massive game but it had so many holes in it it looked like it was actually it was actually so bad that sony and microsoft had to remove the game from the playstation and xbox stores it was that bad yeah that's so insane to me yeah and that that just it's it's kind of getting bad to the point where companies are really just trying to make the profit that we're finna get into something else and that's over games being re-released or remastered oh boy that's that's game and here's the thing sometimes a remastered game can be great and what essentially a remastered game is is a game from the past being you know tweaked out all the old bugs all like you know if it was made in 2001 it's going to look like it was made in 2020 yeah just with you know it looks, looks cleaner it looks like it was made recently yeah but with that being said like again as the again just trying to make a profit mm-hmm. they have released skyrim at least three or four times yes i mean i just remember looking at the playstation store the other day because i was bored looking to see if i could find any new games and i already have skyrim i have it already i play it occasionally mm-hmm. and i remember seeing skyrim gold edition yeah skyrim bronze edition <laughs> skyrim uh standard edition, edition. Not- skyrim 
remastered. Yeah, like they now have the Skyrim Anniversary Edition because the game came out 10 years ago. And here's the thing, it's not even remastered, it just added a few new quests. Yeah. But here's the guess how much the game cost. What? Like, full price? N- not full price, but like 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. Way more than it, it should be. Yeah, and they, they try and trick you with the Gold Edition. Like you said, it has a slight bit more uh, content within it. But you have gold over it, and now they're charging it for eighty dollars. Yeah, like for a game that literally everyone has already played, and that's happening so often. And it's and it's not always a bad thing. There's good and bad to remastered games. The good being that you're getting games that make you feel nostalgic. When we first saw the come up with remastered games, it made the gaming community absolutely ecstatic yeah because i just imagine like um resident evil 4 for example is getting remastered right now and here's the thing resident evil 4 is kind of hands down one of the best games of all time like that's actually in the list of greatest games of all time and that's a very hard list to get into and that game's getting remastered so that's good because it's just the first remaster but games like skyrim for example and a lot of the fallout games you know they've been remastered like three four times and at that point it's just you feel exhausted it's fatigue yeah they're just trying to milk the dead kick the dead horse already yeah yeah they're milking the money too they're pulling the coins out your eyes yeah (laughs) (laughs) but no like i was like so like good about like i want to talk a little more about the good about the uh, remasters but you think about like um uh as as gaming's evolving and we're getting this like 4k video games where it looks like almost like real people on your tv screen that you're controlling you you kind of think about your old games that you played and you want to see that in that new version so that's what gaming companies are doing it's there's good to it obviously if you're willing to spend your money on that remastered obviously as a gamer you know that you're paying money to play something that you already played so that's not the problem but the problem like kyler said is where it becomes a scheme where you're re recycling that same content over and over just to try and get money out of the players. Mm-hmm. And that's why remastered games is kind of a part of this overall topic of pay to play, pay to play. So um we've we've gone over our topics and one thing we like to do on this uh, podcast, something a new segment that we wanted to try out is our tweet segment. So we went out on Twitter the app, social media app, and we started to look up and do a little bit of research to see what uh, what you guys thought about uh, pay-to-play. So if you'd like, you can read that first one. Yep. So we got an anonymous user saying, games ain't even free. You got to pay to play. Something we've all been saying. Like, you know, we said this the entire podcast. Right, exactly. And um, here's, a, here's another gamer tweeting. They said, I can't believe I played for Halo currency for this shitty event just to get fucked over and not allowed to buy any levels this game is pay to play because you can't even play the game to get any of the cosmetics you want this is absolutely garbage i'm not soaked in money (laughs) and i want to stress that that last part after can't even play the game that was all caps so this person meant business they were very upset about having to pay extra money for that yup and we got another game, I believe it's called Clash Royale. This is like, this game is dumb as hell. You have to play, to play for trophies. 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 You have like- to pay to play for trophies. If you're a gamer, you have to understand how ridiculous that is. Trophies are things that are achievements earned by your accolades playing the game. They're, they're trophies, man. Why am I paying to buy a trophy? 
So yeah, this next one we have is, uh, they say 343 Industries creating the hottest armor you've ever seen in a video game, but locking it behind a shitty battle pass and item shops. Very <laughs> <laughs> um, crazy. And they put a GIF behind it of the Breaking Bad guy pouring in like some chemicals. Right, we've got two more. Yep, and we got this one. It says, my Halo impressions. One of the best competitive, competitive PvP experience I've had in years. Combined with basically the worst battle pass I've ever seen, this um, battle pass is so bad it makes the game less fun by forcing you to do annoying bullshit. And so stingy, it feels pointless to grind it. Yeah, man, it's just like, uh, they, they're they forcing battle passes now. It's like, right. you can't go anywhere without it. Right, right, right. And then uh, our last one, and uh, this one's kind of funny. It says uh, they put the action thing, they put asterisks. They say, play 700 matches to try and complete challenges. And then it says the battle pass. And it has a photo of Thanos and the quote, all that for a drop of blood. <laughs> so this person was just expressing how normal gamers are trying so hard to complete challenges. And you're doing all this work in order to level up in your battle pass. And you get absolutely nothing from paying off for that extra content. So uh, there you have it, folks. Me and Kyler. I mean, Double K, my bad. Yeah, no, nah, either or. <laughs> hey, Double K, if you, if you formal, Kyler. Don't call me by my government name. Yeah, yeah. So me and Double K, we talked about gaming and where it is today and uh, just addressing pay to play. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Jaws Row, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Yep, deuces. Deuce, deuce.